3: All right, Cover. Hi, I had a great night last night. Uh, for the most part, betting in baseball. Last two nights, I've hit a lot of baseball bets. I told you the one bet that killed me was the uh, Red Sox. Now, God forbid that I would ever root for the Boston Red Sox. You know that's a sin in my house. Although my dog is named Boston because everyone hates Boston. That's why I named him that. And he's an attack dog. He's vicious. But here's the deal. I was on Waka 11 and one he beat him the last time and and pitched seven innings gave up two hits and no runs right and then uh, I got him at a at buck 35. Now the one bet that I wanted to make because on the show I said I like the Yankees to win but the game the mistake I made I was I wanted to go with them with a run and a half. I thought that was juicy at minus a buck 55. And instead I went with the Buck 35 for the last second upset, right? They're down three nothing. They get the lead four three. How about Judge throws out a guy running for a double? That killed me. And then they give up that soft sack fly or whatever in the eighth to tie it. And then they lose in the tenth. I mean, I gotta tell you, that one you know why I got a forelinoscopy appointment next Wednesday? It's because of that. Game right there. That game right there sent me over the edge. I had to call Doc Kalina and tell him I'm having problems downstairs. I got to check the garage. I'm hearing crickets in the garage. And it's all from the Red Sox losing that game last night. That killed me. Now, that killed me so bad I won't go near that game tonight. Because if I bet on the Yankees tonight, which I, I like the Yankees tonight, but if I bet on them, you know the Red Sox will win.
4: Uh, Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Uh, You described it perfectly there. Yankees got the tie late uh, in the eighth inning. The Bader sacrifice fly. And then in the tenth, Scotty, Yankees get a few guys on. Look who it is. Josh Donaldson on Fox last night. Here we go.
5: Bouncing ball left
4: side.
3: That is past Devers. Here comes Gonzalez. The throw from Fan, And the Yankees walk it off. I mean, to tell you, that really, honestly, like, I had to have, like, four Tums right there, four of them. And that's a lot of, like, Tum action. If you get two, it's one thing. Three, you're going over into, like, places you never – four, it's Calypso Bay. I mean, I had four of them. I was foaming at the mouth.
4: (laughs) Yankees again tonight. Garrett Cole uh, will be on the mound for them. We will talk about that game in a moment. Of course, that game, Scotty, uh, well-documented. Uh, On Apple TV tonight, Uh, Michael K did turn down the opportunity. We spoke about this yesterday.
3: Why? Why would he do that? I
4: I guess he didn't want to take it away from the guy who's been doing the Apple TV all year. Uh, Whatever his name. Really? He he didn't want to.
3: I called Mr. Nobody. You mean Mr. Nobody? I've called
4: a lot of great Yankee moments. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll be upset to miss it, but I can't take the job from the guy for one night when he's been doing it all year. So there Is you that go, what he, he said? Uh, yeah, uh, basically, uh, paraphrasing, he said he didn't want to take the guy out of the chair. It's his gig, uh, and he would feel bad well, uh, doing I, that. Mike's show. got a lot of
3: jobs in New York media, <laughs> he's so got he got a lot of jobs. jobs. He's, he's doing the radio out. show getting yeah. his ass beat he's got the uh, k-rod show and he's got the yankees job now i like mike and i've told you i like michael k yes. I, i've always like liked him. mike and i i really do love him and respect him as a person and as a, a broadcaster i like his act but uh he got a lot of gigs and i you know it, it, the way i see it is if you're doing that game tonight and and he's there the voice of the yankees I would have stepped on that guy's neck faster than you could spit. I don't care who he is. No mercy. Well, Sleep least, the leg.
4: At least if he does hit it tonight, Scotty, you'll have the uh, Sterling call on the radio uh, forever etched in your brain. They won't be using the guy from Apple TV. What could be Welcome worse? To all of our radio affiliates. Pharrell Coast to Coast on a Friday. Sirius XM 159. Sports map, sports byline. Good to have everybody with us. I can okay. call well, so. a game,
3: and I think yeah. he's had a great career. I won't deny that a brilliant career, Hall of Fame career, the old man. But I got to tell you, you and I on sixty beers, 60, 30 each, would call a better game than he and her. Sixty yeah, beers I, in I, us. I'm not going
4: to disagree uh, on that point. Also, yesterday, Cardinals beat the Padres five four. Brewers beat the Reds five one. Colton Wong had three Cover. taters. For the Brewers last night, Rays beat the Jays at the Trop 10-5. Orioles beat Verlander two nothing. Camden,
3: oh, Cleveland God, I got finished
4: off. Cleveland finished off the sweep of the White Sox four to two. Your boy Shane, don't Bieber. call me Justin Bieber. Got it done. Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks late night. A Mookie Betts walk off three to two on Sportsnet
3: LA. Three and two, man apply to bets. Here it comes.
5: Line drive, base hit, the Dodgers win it. The Dodgers walk it off for the fourth time this year on a bets pinch hit single to the left. Dodgers win three to two. Oh
3: my God, a- they just always find a way
4: awful job by me that would be charlie steiner on dodgers radio uh, with the call there last night i knew that wasn't boring enough to be joe davis scotty so i had to figure out right there that was charlie steiner uh, we will come back we've got the props strikeouts taters and we've got all the games tonight we got to get through them all and we got to give picks for all of them scotty let's go
2: all right <laughs>
0: Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at
6: bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers.
4: Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders.
3: I know we got a lot of uh, baseball to do here, uh, Carver High, but real quick, because Dr. Zhivago, uh couldn't make it on today because he had uh, emergency surgery. He's at it in the OR right now. Uh, Ed Oliver won't go for the Bills. Uh, Kittle will be back for the Niners. That's huge. I mean, these are standout uh, injuries that I could say that we would have discussed with him today. Uh, the entire Packers and uh, Buccaneer teams will not be available for the game. Uh, they're going to use local <laughs> kids from the Trevor Lawrence Gatorade commercial. They'll be playing give, uh, on both teams. They're just going to split the them chance. up by height. Uh, if you got two tall guys, each guy goes on a different team. The short guy, they split them down the middle. So there's your injury report for ac to C2C Friday instead of Dr. Chivago. All right, can we carry on with baseball now? I have some money to make, people, honestly. Uh, I'm like an yes. ATM machine with these baseball picks.
4: We can uh, do that, Scotty. Let's start with the props before we get to tonight's games. Strikeouts for tonight. Let's start with Aaron Nola and the Phillies against the Braves. Nola's number is 7.5 tonight, Scotty. He's over in five of his last seven starts. Facing the Braves, Eight, seven, eight, and 10. 8, including 8 his last time out. I'm going over Nola tonight. At plus a buck ten. Garrett Cole, this has gone up to eight and a half now. It was seven and a half earlier in the day. He's over in four of his last five. How about the last two times he's faced the Sox, Scotty? Ten and twelve. But I just think that eight and a half is a little too much for me. I'm going to go to the under. Otani's down to six and a half tonight. He's over that in three of his last four. And Rodon. I mean, this guy has been doing work for us. It's seven and a half. He's over that in five of his last six. Four of those five, double digits. What does he do against the Diamondbacks? How about 11 strikeouts, 10 strikeouts? Guy dominates him. Over for Rodon late night.
3: Yeah, I love Rodon to win and the over seven and a half strikeouts. I like Otani over. That's easy work. I like Cole over because... The Red Sox uh, roster is, yeah. and, and lineup last night was ass mustard is what I like to refer to it as. And the uh, Aaron Nola, I say, goes under because I'm on the Phils but same as last night, it was one nothing I like the Braves tonight to give the mm. Phils problems. And it's, to me, another one-run game at Citizens in Philadelphia. I say under with the strikeouts. That's going to be the game of the night, Phillies and Braves.
4: Well, we can get Cole that over, but how about we go to tater time, and we do this every time Cole pitches, uh, and we're going to continue to do it. Uh, Raphael Devers, Scotty, what does he do against Cole? Uh, He's got eight hits off of him. Six of them are home runs. He has six home runs off of Garrett Cole. He's plus 350 tonight with the short porch right field. Austin Riley against Nola, 16 for 40 and three home runs. And a great price for Riley at plus 400. You never get him that high. Javi Baez, we're going to take a shot tonight. Good numbers off Giolito, 9 for 21 with a home run at plus 360. And Mookie Scotty, beats up on Quintana, who's going for the Cardinals tonight, has a homer and several other extra base hits, plus 300 for Mookie.
3: Believe it or not, you know, uh, I hope you're right on all of them as always. But I I thought Devers looked awful last night. He had a look like this tobacco tastes great. Our season's over. Screw this. (laughs) He was swinging at everything last night. And, I mean, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. At the first at bat, he hit a pop fly deep to center. That was the last time he touched the ball the whole night. I like Riley and Baez. Those are great picks tonight because if I were to bet against the Tigers, I won't be surprised he hits two. And I'm going to say uh, no on Mookie. More doubles and singles for Mookie tonight. Uh, I know he had uh, the walk off last night. I'm not going to give him a home run tonight against the Cardinals. That's going to be a really good game at the Ravine.
4: I, I don't doubt that Devers has been awful. Uh, that for me is honestly just a straight history playoff of Cole. Uh, his Fair enough. Has, has been You're bad. probably right. Uh, I, I'm just looking. I, I do this. You know me. Every day I'm looking at these things now. it's are the best. I get a guy with six, like usually like every day. There's guys who have three home runs, four home runs. When a six pops out as the most that day, right. uh, I got to go and I got to ride. No, the you're, wave, the best, uh, uh, you're the
3: best golf and prop <laughs> baseball guy going, so I'm not going to F with you. I, I ride on that horse all night long, baby. I'm like Ric Flair. Woo!
4: By the way, the judge number tonight uh, is, what do they got judge at here? Really quick, I'm going to tell you, uh, plus 225. Uh, judges at tonight. Not great numbers against him. So here's
3: one thing I wanted to tell you real quick. Can I do this? Uh, Just, I gotta do it now. Real quick. So last, today my guy calls me up, he goes, why didn't you play ball last night? I said, well, two reasons. One, I had so much action going last night with the Red Sox and the the Browns and the college football. I had the Brewers going. I had, uh, I had it all, I had it all going. I said, I was gambling too much to play basketball. He said, bro, you never miss basketball. I said, I'll show up to play basketball when you get the BetMGM app because you get a $1,000 (laughs) risk-free bet if you use the promo code coast-to-coast. And he said, what? I said, get with it, bro. Get the BetMGM app. You get the 1,000 bet. You're going to hit. You use the promo code coast-to-coast. I'll bring you a hat. He goes, what kind of hat? I go, a BetMGM hat, son. And then I hung up on him.
4: I want one of those hats. Uh, those are. Really I got you one. I, I got
3: mean, Mafia I got, one. I should yeah, have brought man, it to man, him the man. other night. Uh, mafia I was at his crib, and uh, his dog tried to bite me in the leg like most dogs. They either you try to dry hunt time. me or bite me, one or the other.
4: Not a lot of time. You got Adam Kaplan coming up. Let's go. The Brewers are in Cincinnati again tonight. Lauer against Luis Sessa. Brewers minus 165.
3: I'm all over the Brewers again. That was the easiest money I made all week last night with those long three home runs. I was loving life.
4: Uh, Aaron Nola, as we mentioned, Oda Rizzi for the Braves. Philly, Scotty, minus 165, home favorites, total of seven.
3: I got to tell you, I think the Braves are going to be in this game. I took the Phillies, but I really am interested in that run and a half.
4: Your kitty for the Astros tonight after losing at Camden Yards. They're minus 140 favorites. Kramer's going for the Orioles.
3: Kramer has been pitching his ass off, and uh, I think the Astros should win. But, or kitty, 12 earned runs in his last two starts. Be careful. Last night I bet on the Astros, and I lost.
4: White and Springs. Jays and the Rays again at the trop. Rays minus 145.
3: I think the Rangers are going to light this kid, Mitch White, up like a Christmas tree.
4: <laughs> the Guardians into Arlington to take on the Rangers tonight. Chad Morris against John Gray. Rangers are the favorite, minus one. Can you imagine?
3: How about Can that? you imagine? I mean, you know which way I went.
4: Oh, I know which way you went. You're on the Guardians. We've been
3: riding that. You Guardians better believe it now for a little bit. I mean, uh, you better be about bug 18. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they're paying for my brunch on Sunday. Uh, Padres and the
4: Rockies. They've got Minaya going out at Coors Field tonight. The Padres are minus 165. Your boy Feltner's going for the Rockies.
3: Feltner up. Can't beat the Padres. Give me San Diego on the streets and free Coors for everybody.
4: The Basset Hound returns to the ashtray tonight. Faces his former team. Mets are minus 225. Irvin's going for the A's.
3: I mean, this is the sharpest knife on Pharrell on the bench tonight with our boy the Basset Hound for the, uh, you know, retrieval at the ashtray. Going home to visit all of his friends and Brad Pitt and Moneyball. Your boy the Basset Hound. Minus two and a quarter. Lay it. I love it.
4: Dodgers have Heaney tonight, minus 175. Quintana for the Redbirds out in LA.
3: I never bet against Heaney anymore. I made so much fun of him, it all came back to haunt me. Got hemorrhoids, the whole deal.
4: Yankees and the Sox. Garrett Cole against Hill. Yankees minus 250 tonight. Ace Ventura. Boom. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other muck as well if you would like to look. The Cubs and the Pirates, Washington and Flar- and the Marlins, Tigers, White Sox, Mariners, Royals, Giants, Diamondbacks.
3: All right, I'm on uh, the Cubs. <laughs> I'm on the Nats. I'm on the Gi-Sox. I'm on Seattle. And I'm definitely on the Giants. In that Giants piece when your boy broke
2: down
3: Fans love for television, but no one loves it more than our NFL insider, Adam Kaplan, who shares c to c with me at least three to a hundred times a week. And we're ready to dance again on a pain-free Friday. Adam, good to see you. Uh, good see you. All righty. Uh, let's uh, get the takeaways from last night's ugliness yeah. in Cleveland, but the Browns had the running game pounding.
5: I'll tell you what, your Steelers, this is unbelievable. This is not your father's Steelers. You and I grew up, Steel Curtain, best run defense in the NFL for decades. Last year, the worst, okay, over 146 yards per game, five yards per carry. That's hard to do in today's NFL where everybody's throwing the football. Uh, They were terrible last night against Nick Chubb. Mike Tomlin was not happy after last night's game. So they simply couldn't do anything against Chubb. Uh, Look, here's the deal. This is why they're so bad against the run. They got really old, really fast up front. Oluwalu, Tyson Oluwole, a former first-round pick for the Jaguars, revived his career with the Steelers. He's 35. The great Cam Hayward is in his 30s. They have to get younger up front. That's a problem. Uh, Devin Bush has not been the player they thought he he, he would be. An inside linebacker. Remember, he tours ACL some years ago. He's not been the same. Uh, he's got to play better. They just don't, they don't control the run up front and blow plays up like they used to. And it shows game in and game out. And they didn't do well, by the way, against New England uh, during the loss at home two weeks ago. So that they've not addressed it. That's the one area that Andy Weidel, the new personnel director, and Omar Khan, the new GM, they've got to address. This. They've got to get younger up front. This is not like them, the Steelers, as you know, to let things get away from them, but they certainly have. But a couple of positives Najee Harris, we know he's not explosive, but he's a good back, very versatile. Ran for right. 4.6 yards per carry. He had three or four really good runs in that game. I thought that was something to kind of build on. And Mitch Trubisky, and, and credit Mike Tomlin here, he's not going to have a knee-jerk reaction and bench Trubisky and others. He In fact, he he, he bristled at the, even the question last night whether they're going to make changes. He said no. He was pretty definite on that. They're not going to make any lineup changes. But the one thing you have to understand, though, at quarterback, well, yes, we know that they drafted a quarterback Kenny Pick in the first round. Just covering this business for 20 years. Veterans, at some point, if they're like one in four, they're going to go into Tomlin's office and say, what's your plan here at quarterback? This is just the way it is. Uh, but I wouldn't put it all on, on Trubisky. In fact, Deontay Johnson, who's pretty talented, got a contract extension, over $18 million a year. He had two bad drops. One particular, he was wide open. You can't drop that. In fact, there were at least three drops in that game. And despite the win, both quarterbacks were able to throw the ball fairly effectively in that game. We'll get to the Browns in a second. But overall, right now, the Steeler offense is the problem. The run defense is the problem. They're not going to the playoffs until they turn this thing around significantly. Yeah,
3: Listen, I I couldn't agree with you more. I I thought that their offense uh, for a half looked really good, and then it stayed in the locker room with them instead of out on the field for the third quarter on. And then secondly, I thought that kid Warren had a great game for the Steelers when he got the ball. He had some huge runs couple of them called back for penalties, but it had nothing to do with him finding holes. He's one of those little backs you have trouble seeing until he's gone. Like, he gets around the tackles, he gets on the outside, gets around the edge. I thought he looked great. And Harris, I had no problem at all with Trubisky last night. First half, I thought he looked fantastic. You're right about the drop passes, and you're definitely on top of their run defense. It's ass butter. They can't stop anybody. They couldn't stop the Pats. They couldn't stop Chubb. And how about they're showing Chubb, you know, doing squats with, like, a 1,000 pounds in the game. They're showing him, like, in a clip of him doing squats. Any guy that does squats with a bar that bends like that, I mean, I don't mess with – did you see him carrying Steelers every time they tried to tackle him? He carried him five yards. I mean, they lost the game because they can't stop anybody. It had nothing to do with Trubisky.
5: I agree with you. I don't think he was the issue at all. In fact – Here's another thing. Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, has got to, got to get Frymuth, the, the football, did not have one pass target until there were three minutes left in the game. That can't happen. Then they and hit Frymuth him twice. Yeah, and by the way, both were dimes from Trubisky, and both were great catches by Frymuth in traffic. The one of them I still can't believe he made. In fact, I, can't, I remember replaying that a bunch of times. But they got to get him more involved. So Matt Canada has got to get things rolling. But it's tough when, when you can't. At least get off the field on third down because you can't stop the run it's usually it's usually the pass but they can't even stop the run on third down or whenever the opponent's running so that that's got to be better but i got to give the browns credit here one of the most surprising things for i don't know if you picked this pick this up most people didn't but it's important from an analytical standpoint they came out throwing in that wind yeah in the first half 22 times 30 13 times rushing they're very aggressive with jacoby Bursette, And i got to tell you haven't seen him play this well in years he was very accurate They had drops. Amari Cooper had a great game, but a brutal drop. They couldn't stop him at all. And you notice how wide open Amari Cooper got in that game. And David Njoku was awesome. Probably had a career game with 9.89 and a touchdown. The thing about Njoku is he's basically been a blocker, but he was awesome last night. And the other problem is they just cannot get to 2%. And I like the short passing game. Short drops, get out of his hands quickly, get him quick, getting him accurate. I thought Stefanski had a great game and your Steelers got housed there. They did not play well last night. And, you know, I gave them credit for trying to fight back late. But the bottom line is the Browns, clearly, I play them. And as you were telling me before you started, you liked them last night.
3: Yeah, I bet on the Browns on the money line to win at minus buck ninety. Now, listen, and it went up to like 2 15 or something before kickoff. Uh, I wanted to say this about we had we had Njoku on an anytime touchdown. And I, I thought Cooper had a really good game, too, besides the drop. I just wanted to ask you if you noticed he boy does he look like he gained 20 pounds from playing in dallas he looks like almost like a small (laughs) tight end with the extra weight that he's carrying he looks like he aged and and looks like he ate everything in the house and and the freezer too down in the basement
5: i could tell you it's funny you say that so i was at brown's camp uh with eagles for two days uh joined practices and one of the coaches from the eagles said to me on the sidelines he goes wow He's real a lot bigger than I recall, uh, and that's that's what you're talking about. You know, he's he's between 6 and six one, but he's really built. Uh, the thing about Amari Cooper, he tends to drift when you don't get him engaged in the passing game early, and that was smart that Stefanski got him the ball early and often, and he was almost uncoverable. You know, that's another area, by the way. The Steelers have to dress the cornerback position la- next year in the draft. They, they didn't really do it well enough. Uh, by the way, and kello Willerspoon, one of their starting corners, got, got hurt her. in the game. Yeah, that's not good. So they're not deep at corner. The Steelers have a lot of work to do. This No one's running away with, with division. The Bengals have been terrible so far. They're underachieving. The Ravens, uh, they've got some injury issues. They're not playing great. And I give the Browns credit for being 2-1, but you saw the, them choke the game to, to the Jets. So no one's running away with it. Your Steelers are still be in it.
3: Listen, uh, now they have like a vacation. They don't play until the second at the place the Steelers play. I won't say the name, as you know. Where the Steelers play, they're going to host the Jets on the second. They'll be two and two after that game. I don't see Tomlin losing with this many days off and all the problems. He's going to have nasty practices, foul mood. They're going to start pointing fingers, and you're either going to bust your ass or you're going to be out of there. I think they beat the Jets on the second, and they're still two and two. I can live with the Steelers being two and two. I never think that they're going to be much. This year was seven and a half. So if they were three and two, or two and three, and three and three, and three and four and four and four i can live with that if they get to eight uh and and go over that seven and a hook that's all that matters to carver high and i I never thought they should have been a playoff team this year anyway but if they can go over that number i'm fine with it let's talk about the injuries uh going into this bills dolphin game the game of the week and i know ed oliver isn't playing
5: yeah this is a bloodbath sunday for both football teams let's get to the the bills who have worse injuries the dolphins have them a couple key positions, but let's start with the Bills. It's all on defense. What, what I'm told is with with Gabe Davis is barring a setback with his ankle, he should be in the lineup. And he, in effect, he told the media just that a, a day ago. But I'm told he looked good in, in the practice that they they put him through. But so here we go. Ed Oliver's out with his ankle. His backup Harrison Phillips is out. Uh, they have a, they really only have four D tackles on the roster on the 53 man roster, and they have a pretty good rotation. So a starters out. Uh, Oliver who hasn't played since week one against the Rams. Phillips is a good backup is out. Tim Settle, you might remember him as a part-time starter for Washington. He didn't play last week with a calf strain. They're hoping that he'll be able to play in D- next to Daquan Jones, who's a free agent signee. Now what they'll do is, no matter what, they're going to add a, a tackle off the practice web well by four, uh, tomorrow's 4 p.m. deadline uh, for roster changes. They don't have a choice here. And then here we go, secondary. This is where it's really bad. Mike Gahide, he got hurt in last week's game. He's out with a neck injury. Dane Jackson, neck injury. You saw him get court- carted off against the Titans. Hopefully it's not long-term. Uh, Christian Benford had already been starting for Drew Davis, White at corner. Uh, White, they're hopeful, um, start practicing in, in week five. Kyir Elam, a first round out of Florida, and Benford are going to have to play a lot in this game. They don't have very good depth right now at corner. Uh, look, this is it. The, and D- Dane Jackson, as I said, is, is uh, also out with a net. So when you look at this situation here, Pharrell, Josh Allen's going to have to carry him. They're going to have to put a lot of points up, and I can tell you, The Dolphins' secondary is played poorly. Remember, uh, when you look at their situation, Byron Jones is is out. He's on PUP coming back from an Achilles injury, so he won't be back till later in the season. They gave up too many big plays last week. You could throw against this defense, and the Bills have won seven straight against this football team. But here's the issues now with the Dolphins. Tron Armstead, their left tackle. Toe injury, didn't practice this week. More often than not, our friend Dr. Chow could tell you, when these guys don't practice during the week, they more often than not don't play. Von Miller. By the way, Von Miller will line up opposite him, whoever plays at left tackle. Don't forget the right tackle, Austin Jackson. He's on an injury reserve with an ankle injury. So potentially, the way the Bills have been playing defense to be a, without both tackles, that is killer. No matter what happens here, th- there are a lot of injuries here that impact this game, and it's unfortunate because this could have been the game of the week. So
3: you think because of all those injuries, the Dolphins are going to uh, beat the Bills?
5: I think it's really, really tight. It's hard. It's hard to pick this game. Normally, I'm picking the Bills all day, and I don't think it would be close. In fact, I thought it'd be a high-scoring game. I'm worried about the Bills' injuries in the secondary.
3: So, do you think it's a better idea to just worry about that total and go over with these two high-powered offenses?
5: Over, I wouldn't pick a side in this game. Too tough. Remember, the Dolphins, the, the, the Bills are banged up in the secondary. Yeah. All
3: right, we got a double shot with Adam. He's coming right back. On the... All right, Pharrell back with our NFL insider, Adam Kaplan, the one and only as we uh, start talking about another MASH unit game, the Packers and Buccaneers. The laundry list of injuries for this one is more than the Bills, Dolphins, because really the Dolphins don't have any real injuries. It's the Bills that have all the injuries. But on this Packer game, it's both teams
5: have a laundry list. Yeah, so let's get started with the visiting team, the Packers. So... Like the Bucks, they've got all of a sudden, he's just popped up in the last two days. So at wide receiver, Randall Cobb, he has an illness. He's crushable, but what they're going to do is they're going to see if he can get better for Saturday's walkthrough. If he gets cleared, he'll play. Uh, Sammy Watkins, who had a nice game last week, helped them win. Guess what? He's out. If you follow this guy's career, the former first-rounder. He's always Eagles, out. He's played nine years. Always hurt. Hamstring, soft tissue injury. Hamstring, he's out. Romeo Dobbs should start for him. The rookie out of Nevada, a fourth rounder who they absolutely love. Alan Lazard got some work in. They listen they, they they're just listen with the ankle injury. He's he's good to go. It's just a matter of he's on a he was on a restricted snap count last week. They could do that again. More bad news. Christian Watson popped on the injury report earlier this week with a hamstring injury. Again, a soft tissue. He didn't practice the last two days. Rookies who do not practice on Friday rarely play on Sunday. So right. they're very light on depth as it is. Uh, Dobbs is going to have to start Amari Rogers. who was a draft pick last year. will probably fill in for Cobb if Cobb can't play in the slot. They're just, they just don't have the depth and they need Robert Tunyon. They're starting tight end end to be more of a factor. Remember he tore his ACL last season. He's playing more snaps. Now he's healthy. He's not even on the injury report. Aaron Rodgers needs him to be more of a factor. They need reliable pass targets, but here's what they do. You saw Aaron Jones on Sunday night. He had a huge game after not being used week one expect him to be more used in the pass game going forward. Well, I
3: mean, uh, this Tampa team, their problems are, uh, it's just unbelievable. I mean, uh, it's one thing the Packers, I mean, look, I think Dobbs will be fine. Obviously, I don't think the kid's going to play. He didn't practice all week uh, from North Dakota State, your boy Watson. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But uh, you're right about Watkins. That guy is worthless. And I got to tell you, he's always injured. So he's worthless to me. Cobb's another guy. His career is over. And it's just one thing after the next. Now he's got some illness. Or he's another guy with a soft tissue, leg injuries all the time. Both of them, they're not going to be there in December and January. They never are. So they got to get these young kids going. What about Tampa's problems?
5: All right, so this is the worst in the NFL this week at wide receiver. Let's get started with Chris Godwin. The ACL injury is not the problem. It's the hamstring. He won't play. He didn't practice this week. He is their slot receiver. That's why they signed Cole Beasley, formerly of Buffalo. He's on the practice squad. Look for him to be called up on Saturday by 4 p.m. Eastern. Russell Gage, they think they're going to have him. He was held out of practice today. He's also got a soft tissue injury. It's a hamstring injury. they will see how he looks through the walkthrough tomorrow. Mike Evans, you know, he's suspended for one game. Rashad Perriman, knee injury, got some work in. They think they're going to have him. Scotty Miller, Jalen Darden, who's a second-year receiver out of North Texas State, he's explosive. He's a smaller guy. Scotty Miller's his fourth year with the Bucs. He was a six-rounder, 2019. They are so down in, in available pass targets. This is why Brady's averaging just over 200 yards. He can't put a receiver group together here. Uh, to me, the healthiest team right now, they are the Packers. Now, the, the Bucks defense, no team playing better on defense. They've been shutting down everybody. They shut down Dallas. You saw what they did in week one. Uh, uh, they, the bottom line is, this is the NFL's best defense. But Brady's having problems holding on the ball here because he's not getting one open. Leonard Fournette, by the way, should play with his hamstring injury. The problem is, Pharrell, you know, people are getting on Brady. It's not his problem. They can't keep these receivers healthy, and that's why they're not scoring. Well, there's
3: no doubt it's not his fault that nobody can dress and play in a game and they're using all these guys that work down at the uh deli uh it's unbelievable uh colts chiefs snap oh, yeah. and lucas oil break it
5: down yeah and here's the problem for the colts here you know frank reich i give this guy credit they're oh one and one let's not forget four years ago they got off a terrible start then they went up winning nine in a row this guy's resilient i've talked to the coaches about this before Frank stays the course. He doesn't change. He doesn't panic. But here's the problem. Shaq Leonard won't play. their star linebacker. Coming off the back surgery, he feels that he's not ready yet, right? Well, guess who's coming into town? Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Leonard almost certainly would have been matched up against Kelsey. That's not going to happen. They've got problems at left tackle. Raymond, their third rounder, uh, who's a left tackle, has got an ankle injury. He's not going to play. Matt Pryor, who they acquired from the Eagles a year ago, he's more of a backup. Who hasn't started a lot in his career? He's a good backup right tackle, left tackle, and guard. That's not good. Uh, the Chiefs have a much better defense. than people think their 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 D line is really good, uh, this, this this is this is a problem for me. Uh, this game should not be particularly close. I know that the Colts are resilient. They're they're off. They got shut out. Their offense was terrible last week. They're just they're a mess right now. The Colts are, um, and I, I know people think they're going to break out of it this week against the Chiefs. I don't see it. the Chiefs, by the way, they've been good on the road for years. And you know what? They found a way to win. Their offense isn't great right now in the passing game. They're getting, they're getting good yardage out of Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the run game. I'm not worried about them, and they should not struggle at all against a beat-up Colts team.
3: You know, my buddy in Atlanta says that uh, Ryan's just old with happy feet, and when things get crazy, he just does nothing. And so far, that's what he's looked like in Indy.
5: Well, they can't protect them. And when Jonathan Taylor has nine carries and they only have the ball 21 minutes, they're going to get blown out. I don't know what it is about them playing the Colts, uh, the Colts playing the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Seven years in a row they can't play competitively there. This is embarrassing. And, you know, the Colts, you don't want their season to spiral out of control. I give them credit in week one, forcing that tie when they're down two touchdowns. But the bottom line is they're struggling mightily. And Frank Reich's got to find a way. I know they're resilient, but this is not the most talented team without their best linebacker and, quite frankly, one of their best players. Their defense is just not the same, and it's going to be a problem against Mahomes.
3: All right, Adam, it's time for you to finally tell us who you like in these games. Let's start with the Ravens and Pats and Gillette and Foxborough.
5: Yeah, the Ravens are really beat up. I give the the the, the Pats credit for beating your Steelers last week. They came back. Uh, this This is a tough one. I'm going to give the Ravens a slight edge here. This is another one that's tough to call here. But, man, Lamar Jackson looks great throwing the football. I cannot believe they choked that game last week. Look for them to bounce back this week uh, in Foxborough.
3: All right, Texans and Bears at Soldier Field with uh, Mr. Fields, who uh, had a bad week when he made fun of the Bears
5: fans. I've never seen anything like this in, in, in 20 years covering this business. A team is down. 14 points with six minutes left against the Packers. You decide to run the ball when you're down two scores. You know what that tells you, Pharrell? The coaches don't trust the quarterback. That's what it means. They don't need to tell you anything. They're telling you by their play selection. What are you doing? You're you're, you're, you're giving the Packers what they wanted. Take time off the clock. And the, and, and Justin Fields was awful in that game. It's clearly they're, they're not letting him throw the football. Uh, you know, the Texans are a tough football team. They're mentally tough. They've been competitive under Lovey Smith. You now They didn't play great last week. Uh, but I'll tell you what, they're finding a way to be competitive. This is a very, I'll tell you this much, it's a very low-scoring game. I'll give you the edge to the home team, but by a field goal. It's only because their defense is competitive, and I'll give this much. David Montgomery has looked fantastic, but you don't start running the football down two scores with six minutes left. That made no sense. Raiders, Titans, in uh, Smashville. Both teams have played terrible Terrible defense so far. The, the, the Titans right now are, are really bad at corner. They don't protect very well. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, I'm going to give the Raiders a slight edge here. Uh, but their slot receiver is not going to be playing. Uh, they don't know about Josh Jacobs. He's questionable. This worries me. This is another pick em game. Both teams are way worse than we expected. It's got to be all Derrick Henry this week for them to have a shot. That's the only way they're going to win. Lions, Vikings, and many. Boy, I I cannot believe how bad the Vikings were on Monday night. They didn't even show up. I expect them to rebound mentally and get into it at home where they they want, They play great week one. I expect them to bounce back. What should be an intriguing game? I like the Vikings in this one.
3: Bengals are winless. Can they beat the Jets in East Rutherford?
5: First of all, they got to get Burrow to get rid of the football faster. Their line, they have four new starters, has played terribly. What an unbelievable comeback by the Jets, more, more like the Browns get handed in the game. But... They're hopeful for Zach Wilson coming back next week. Joe Flacco played great last week. This is it. If the if the Bengals don't win this week, they're not making the playoffs. They're going to find a way to win in the Meadowlands.
3: Here it is. The Eagles and Commanders at the dump in Landover.
5: Like the over in this game, should be a ton of points. I know it's around 47. I actually think it's going to be a little bit higher score than most people think. Whether it's going to be a, not a factor... Both quarterbacks playing great football. This is the first of two revenge games. The Eagles play Carson Wentz. And who do they host next week in Philly? Doug Peterson. It's kind of a weird schedule. Uh, Philly, no one playing better than them on both sides of the football. Some special teams gas, but they'll find a way to win. Now, the the spread is really high. What's it, six and a half? It's a little bit too rich for me. But I do like a high-scoring game in Landover, Maryland with the Commanders and Eagles. All right, Baker against famous Jameis in Charlotte. Well, here's the problem. James has got back fractures. He's actually playing with two injuries. Now, as long as Alvin Kamara plays, and right now it's looking better, he did work every day this week. I like the Saints this week. I mean, I got to tell you, this is a tough one. The the Panthers have had a challenging schedule so far. They're playing very tight games. They're playing good defense. The problem is Christian McCaffrey, Ben McAdoo, the offensive coordinator, has got to get him more involved in the pass game. That's where he's devastating. That's why the Bills tried to trade for him, but they were rebuffed. Uh, by the by, the Panthers—they got to get him the ball in the passing game. If they do, they will have a fighter's chance to win. But until they do that, they're not going to win. Their defense is not the problem; it's the passing game and getting McCaffrey more involved. Everybody thinks Chase Daniel's going to start for the Chargers against the Jags. Who do you not like? Not looking good. Yeah, he didn't play. He didn't practice today. Herbert and Chase Daniel. Look, this coach's staff knows him pretty well. If he's got to play, he'll do a, a competent job against the upstart Jaguars. I give the Jaguars credit—they're playing competitive football. But this is the best Chargers roster they've had in 10 years. It is phen- it's phenomenal. They've done a great job at front office. Eight new impact players on defense. With or without this quarterback, Herbert, they will win that football game.
3: Rams, Cardinals in Glendale.
5: Rams own the Cardinals. The Cardinals are still beat up on, on both sides of the football, particularly on defense. The Rams will have no problem in that game. Falcon Seahawks in Seattle. Oh, the Scalpers day off in, in uh, Seattle. What an awful game. <laughs> Uh, I mean could you could you can you I mean if you put two bad teams together uh the, the the Falcons I give them credit they almost pulled that one off last week that was incredible but in the end uh I'm going to go with the Falcons in a small upset here because their defense is competitive they got to get Pitts the football their first round pick last year who's been non-existent not being used the first two weeks All right Sunday, Sunday
3: night Niners Broncos in Denver I know you love the Broncos to win this Well I
5: did and they're not playing well and I, I, I'm sort of regretting that pick to win the division. Though they were one-on-one, but the Niners are the better football team. And you know what? Jimmy Jimmy G is a good football player and a good quarterback. Their defense is phenomenal. Until the Broncos get their offense situated, they're not going to win, and they're not going to win this game at home. And by the way, Jerry Judy, they're hopeful that he will be able to play with this injury. All right, last but
3: not least, 30 seconds respectfully. Dallas and the G-Men, Monday night in East Rutherford. I'm sure we'll talk about it Monday.
5: Dallas will win that game. Their defense is, is playing tremendous football. I give Cooper Rush credit. He's playing well. Daniel Jones is not. They're winning in spite of him. Uh, This is a low-scoring game. It should be. You never know about these games. But the fact of the matter is, low-scoring game. And the Cowboys will win. They'll find a way to get this done. Rumor has it that Adam
3: Kaplan will be at Citizens tomorrow night eating a bottomless bowl of popcorn and watching the Phillies take on the Braves. And then he'll watch his Eagles play in D.C. on Sunday. Adam, have a great weekend. Great job this week, my friend. I will see you. All right, there he is, our NFL insider, Adam Kaplan. When we come back, the Varela finish. They love it.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: All right, for all the finish time, uh, first of all, uh, we wish Carver High a fantastic vacation. Call me if you need a loan when you get back from Disney World. You might actually have to do that. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> I mean, if he, if he makes it back, hopefully he will. All right, Celtics officially suspend coach Ime Aduka for the entire season. The guy just loves like having sessions with women at work, apparently. That is awesome. Japan beats USA soccer 2 zip in Germany, fail. Javonna Davis to stand trial for alleged involvement in a 2020 hit-and-run accident. Uh, Shakur Stevenson stripped of his titles after missing weight for his fight tonight. The fight is tonight in Newark. Eric Adams, mayor of New York City, willing to talk about moving Madison Square Garden to create housing in the spot of the garden. That'll go over well, Hisner. Uh, Here you go. Vandals etch Pharrell the Queen on the Wall Street Charging Bull. What do we have to do with her down on Wall Street? You idiots, Pennsylvania high school football players sexually assault their teammates under the guise of hazing. I don't know what's worse. A bear mulling a nine-year-old shot dead by a family member in Alaska. A Coors Light truck crashed on a Florida highway. Free beer for everybody, Carver High. highway. We have the Bud Light truck crash. Now we've had a Coors Light. Now we just need a Guinness and a Heineken crash. Woman gets her stolen car stuck in fresh country. Nice job, idiot. She drove into fresh concrete. Two women plead not guilty to murder after illegal butt injections. Belinda got a big butt. Man throws cable at an LA business owner. That would be fecal matter. I always love the cable fecal matter stories. Worker was dead in a department store bathroom for four days. Utah student said she'd blow up a nuclear reactor if the youth slots to San Diego State. They covered. She got arrested for terrorism. Riverdale actor Ryan Granham sends alive life in prison for killing his mom. Wanted for 20 years, an ecstasy dealer is extradited from South Africa to Miami. You lose. Missouri mom drains a pond to recover the remains of her son who was murdered in 2015. She drained the entire pond. God bless her. GTD is next. Go to forallandevents.com, baby. Check out. Ooh.